You are now listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This is episode number 10. Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to the Lunch and Learn today. We're going to be talking about vaccines and autism. If you want today's show notes, please go to drpiersblog.com forward slash LLP010. Again, if you want today's show notes, please go to drpiersblog.com forward slash LLP010. And today's episode, again, is a very interesting one, very personal one for myself as a father with a child with autism. I'm going to be talking about another debate on vaccines and autism, and we're going to talk about where this controversy even began. We're going to be talking about some of the public health risks associated with this controversy, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what am I dealing with on as a father of a uh, child with autism, and, you know, when should you seek help? for uh, your child who you may be concerned that has autism as well. So stay tuned and uh, get ready for a great episode today. Uh, we're going to be talking about vaccinations and autism. And, you know, I always will caveat, I am not a pediatrician. I appreciate that, uh, WAG, for sharing and liking. Much appreciated. Uh, I am not a pediatrician, so, I, you know, I won't go into delve as far as, you know, which medications... Uh, I mean, which vaccinations you need for what, uh, but, you know, being a parent of a, a kid who has autism and, you know, hearing all of the, the rhetoric uh, that we've uh, been, unfortunately, been hearing for, you know, for quite some time now as far as vaccinations and autism, I definitely wanted to kind of put it out there. I mean, you have not had a chance, go ahead and check out uh, com slash autism for the, my recent blog post um, kind of detailing uh, you know, what were going on in that regards. All right. All right. So, you know, let's just get this started. What's going on, Wag? So let's talk about uh, this controversy as far as, and and I hate to even call it controversy because honestly, it's, you know, it's really like one side, you know, yelling and then the other side kind of having, and the other side being, you know, uh, you know, the ones who actually read the evidence on it, um, having to kind of defend our side. And it's, it's very weird for those who, um, oh, the, our website is drpiersblog.com. If you want just the free ebook, uh, it is drpiersblog.com slash free book. So you can go straight to there and it'll take you right to uh, a download page to get uh, that free ebook. So drpiersblog.com slash free book. Uh, again, much appreciated. Thank you, Dr. Tamika. So for um, quite some time, uh, there's been this, you know, uh, this battle as far as, you know, whether to vaccinate your children and uh, the reasons being uh, and not for, you know, if they're like allergic or anything, but reasons being that there was this risk uh, that they may get uh, become autistic. And reason why that delves is that there was a research that, again, I talked about this in my blog post, there was a research study that was done um, that showed a relation with the Specifically, the MMR, the, the, the measles vaccine, and uh, an increased incidence of 
uh, patients getting, uh, students, um, kids getting autism. Um, that research has been, you know, thoroughly dismissed, you know, time and time again. Uh, but every now and then we're still having to continuously fight this battle. Um, and what's concerning is that uh, we just had a recent uh, physician, Dr. Nieres, out of the Cleveland Clinic, who wrote a blog post who pretty much went on this same kind of tangent and talking about uh, how he he's not sure what's going on with these vaccinations. He's not sure what we as in the United States is putting in these vaccinations, uh, but he has a strong concern that it's causing kids to become autistic as well. And so again, like we always have to do, uh, the medical community kind of has to stand up and uh, answer the ball again and say, no, it does not. Uh, and you know, research has told us over and over and over again. And I just wanted to kind of knock down a couple uh, myths that I hear all the time uh, as far as, you know, like, why am I uh, getting, why am I, why do I know more people who are autistic or more people who have autistic kids? And what's happening in the past 20 so years, you know, we've actually become very uh, well in tune as far as recognizing. Um, kids who are autistic. Uh, so we're, we're looking for kids who are autistic more. We're looking for signs and developmental patterns as far as, you know, and we see this early. We see this, you know, guidelines are usually starting about the age of three. But, you know, if, if you're good, you know, by the age of two, you can kind of start seeing signs of uh, development uh, delays that we find in kids. And what's happening now, um, more and more kids are being classified as being autistic or really, and I hate to say autistic, actually in the autist, autism spectrum. Uh, than ever before, but it's not because we're finding more kids or more kids are actually being uh, becoming autistic. It's just that we're just diagnosing it at a much more frequent rate that we used to do in the past. And because now, instead of saying you're autistic, we, we have you in the autism spectrum. So you can go from uh, pretty much point A to point Z from a spectrum standpoint as far as autism is concerned, as far as uh, developmental delays is concerned that, uh, you know, we're just finding more. So more people are being kind of thrown into the group of autism spectrum, again, which kind of accounts uh, for the numbers in that regards. Uh, so again, so that's, you know, that's a big thing, you know, like why are we seeing more and more kids with diagnosed with autism? Well, we're actually looking for it. And I think that's a good thing because we know from a treatment standpoint, the earlier, the better. So if we can start uh, in just depending on the spectrum, if we can start, you know, working on therapy, uh, occupational therapy, you know, physical therapy, you know, behavioral therapy early, we know that in the long run, uh, it actually helps them out. So we're trying to, we're not, we don't want, especially we, the medical field, we're not wanting to wait until they're five, six years old and they're having trouble in school before we start saying, you know what, you know, I, something's uh, not right here. So that, that's the reason why we're, we're getting more and more uh, kids uh, who are diagnosed uh, with the procedure with uh, autism. Also, um, looking for like one of the big things that their their arguments is that some of the proteins that are in vaccines uh, are causing more of an increased risk of uh, autism, which again, that's something that, uh, and I won't say the name was especially like tumors or something. I won't even talk about the name, but it's, uh, it's something again, that has been kind of debunked over and over and over again. But we tend to have a, a, you know, a large following crowd who really truly believes this. So what's happening now is that, uh, measles, measles. And again, remember I'm public health. So I'm, you know, I'm definitely, uh, you know, uh, feel very strongly for like diseases like this. Yeah, they're, they're merciful. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Tamika. Dr. Tamika, again, uh, for those who don't know, is uh, our America's pediatrician. So if you have not had a chance and you want any, you know, facts and information, on, especially for your kids, um, you can remember, I'm internal medicine. I only deal with adults 16 and up. Please follow Dr. Tamika's uh, page as well. Uh, please, please put that in. Put your, uh, your, your link in our um, comment section so they can follow you, Dr. Tamika. Um, so, you know, you have this protein that, you know, again, that they're blaming the protein. And the protein is the reason why we're having more and more uh, kids with autism. And again, that's something that's been kind of debunked over and over and over again. But again, we still have to kind of fight this battle. And it's in a, I, I kind of alluded to earlier, it's very difficult being in the health profession and kind of knowing uh, all of that we know as far as like we know that, you know, what, what that isn't true, but still having to defend it over and over again because, you know, the crowd who really and truly feels that way are extremely loud, which again, um, and of course, you know, as you're, as you're a physician and as your caretaker, it's difficult because uh, sometimes we, you know, we know what's best for your kids. We know what's best for, I know what's best for adults. We know what's best for kids. And we know in the long run, getting kids vaccinated is far and foremost um, uh, extremely important from a life-saving aspect of it. But we have more and more parents who are going into it uh, and just you know, flat out saying, you know what, I'm not gonna vaccinate my kids. I don't want them to get vaccinations for these various reasons that they see on the internet or they, uh, you know, read uh, on blogs or that they you know watch Netflix movies about you know there's you know there's a lots of different avenues for people who don't want to vaccinate their kids to find people who will support them vaccinating their kids and again and that's something that we do not uh, um, do not support uh, whatsoever um, and then just kind of um, moving forward especially when we talk about measles from a public health aspect of it is that now because we have an more and more kids who aren't becoming vaccinated, we're getting more and more uh, cases of measles. Measles was something that was almost on the, the brink of extinction. Uh, but now, you know, since the 80s, since these campaigns have come out and pretty much tried to battle against uh, vaccinating your kids at all costs, uh, we're starting to get, we're starting to see these diseases that before we didn't even hear about that are coming into our offices, coming into the emergency rooms um, that are affecting us, you know, near and dear. All the way to the point where now, like even again, this is where I kind of come in. I have a lot of my pre-health uh, kids who are going off to college or even kids who are going off to college. If you don't have your uh, measles shot or if you're not up to date on your measles shot, you're not staying on campus, you're not staying in the dorm. So, you know, so it's uh, these schools, you know, take this public health threat pretty serious. Um, if you're not vaccinated, like you're supposed to be vaccinated, don't expect to stay in their school, which, you know, I totally agree with. If you want to have kids who aren't vaccinated, that's great. That's, you know, that's well, well, well within your right. Uh, but you also should make sure your kids don't go around kids who are vaccinated. Uh, because again, if I'm not vaccinated against the measles and I go around people who are vaccinated against the measles. They're not used to maybe dealing with the measles that I'm used to dealing with, and then I can get them very sick. So again, you become almost a public health, uh, not almost, you are a public health concern uh, moving forward. So again, I think it's um, extremely important. And like I said, I, my caveat, I am not a pediatrician. Uh, I went into internal medicine, so I don't have, the only vaccinations I have to deal with are like the flu and pneumonia and shingles. Uh, but, you know, I'm as a parent and this is just me as a parent uh, with a child who's, you know, my child's four years old now. Uh, she was diagnosed with autism uh, on the autistic spectrum when she was two by my wife, who's a mental health therapist. Uh, I'm not sure if, I, if my wife's still on uh, Maria Davis Pierre. Go ahead and put your professional link in the comments as well. Um, you know, she was diagnosed at an earlier age 
than even normally expected. But because my wife just happened to be um, in that field, we were able to kind of pick that up early. And uh, that early diagnosis has been um, hugely uh, immensely uh, from from uh, a perspective where before, you know, she wasn't speaking, wasn't talking, very socially uh, recluse. And now, you know, she's, I mean, it's almost like night and day sometimes when you see her. So it's definitely uh, something that, you know, I try to champion at a uh, at a a much earlier um, uh, prognosis from that standpoint as far as you know looking for uh, the signs and symptoms uh, for your kids here uh, but a, again so I have of course because now I have a kid who has autism you know that's one of the first questions I get oh uh, what's, what's going on Steve my uh, brother's on um, the live as well um, so of course, and then my, my brother also has uh, um, a kid who's on the autism spectrum as well too. So again, and that's something that you know. So it's it's something that you know has kind of affected our family, uh, being on the autistic spectrum, uh, and because it's affected our family, you know, I want to know. Like I want to know. Uh, again, me, the eternist in me, I want to know all of these things that you know I can do to kind of help. And, you know, help propel them and move them forward, especially from a social uh, interaction, behavioral interaction and whatnot. So it's extremely important to me. So, again, when I see these uh, the claims that the vaccines are what cause it in and, and internally, when they say the vaccines are causing it, they're almost like blaming parents for vaccinating their kids. Like, no, if you didn't vaccinate your kids, they wouldn't have been autistic. And that's just a terrible, terrible way to look at it. A terrible um a uh, terrible predicament that you put uh, parents in when you when you have them feeling that uh, the choice that they made for their kid is the reason why they became auti- they're on the autistic autism spectrum. I'm sorry, you'll you'll see me uh, miss miss uh, autism versus autism spectrum a lot. My wife gets on me all the time about that. Uh, there is you know a big difference in that regard. So definitely, I think uh, you know and again if you even even if you don't have family members who are on the autism spectrum, um, you know it's definitely. Uh, you know, important to kind of understand, uh, you know, what can cause it and what doesn't. And right now, we know that there is a variety of environmental and genetic factors that may attribute to um, a, a kid being autistic, but we still don't have any, uh, you know, pinned down reason why you happen to be autistic. So, um, and because of that, you know, that kind of takes, you know, some of the burden away from the parents. Like, let's not put the burden on parents and try to blame parents for their kids uh, being autistic. Like, let's just say, you know what, fortunately, life happens. And, you know, we just have to kind of uh, move forward and kind of deal with how we need to deal with kind of uh, in, in that regards. So, again, I just, you know, I don't want to go too long because, like I said, I always, you know, I do put this caveat out there. I'm not a pediatrician. Um, I just have, I'm just a parent of a child who has autism. So I want to make sure that, you know, when we see, you know, these articles about, oh, another doctor, uh, another doctor says it's the it's the proteins that cause autism, like that I want to be as vocal and knocking that doctor down um, as quick as possible. Um, oh, um, man, do people outgrow autism? So and that's a very good question, man. So the autism, it's a lifelong um, uh, behavioral trait. So it's not as if you tend to outgrow it. But what tends to happen is if when you go through certain therapy, behavioral therapy, occupational therapy, um, you tend to be able to adjust better uh, to it. So you tend to be able to adjust to better social situations. Um, some autistic kids who are nonverbal. Um, so you, you may not ever be as verbal as... 
uh, you know, person who doesn't have autism, uh, but at least you tend to be approved from it. Exactly. So you get better coping skills around it. So it isn't some, it's not something that kind of like goes away. It's just something that they kind of, you have to adjust um, uh, the life around uh, that patient or that person. Uh, with autism, so and which is why it's so important to be um, seen early. Um, it's important to get therapy as early as possible, and um, and it's important to just uh, you know uh, understand that there's going to be some things that uh, you know that they do that's going to seem out of the ordinary to you, uh, but for them that's you know, that's kind of in their box. Like I know, for example, my daughter, my daughter, she certain sounds, certain music, certain like TV shows that she loves watching. She can't listen to the theme song of it because for some reason, hearing the theme song of it like kind of drives a little crazy. So she kind of puts her ear above her ears and kind of starts screaming. So and we we already understand it. So we know uh, when a certain show is about to come on, I just press the mute button, let that theme music go, and then once the, mute, the theme music is done, I go ahead and unmute it, and she's able to watch a TV show. Uh, and and and, that, and and I can tell you from the and when we talk about the the spectrum standpoint, it kind of uh, is spread out. Uh, you know, certain, you know, again, um, some people don't like to talk. Some people don't like, you know, to be around anybody. Some people like to be around everybody. So it definitely uh, is a very wide range. You get exactly. Um, um, kids get overstimulated. So that, that's what it is. So they just vary. Their sensitivity uh, to these sounds or uh, talks or people around them is just like kind of through the roof um, in that respect there. So, again, it's definitely something that. And again, that's why it's so important to, you know, to get the right help as early as possible and, you know, you know, to help them kind of ease their transition into these, the, the quote unquote normal lifestyle uh, as you can. Uh, and, and and again, I'll tell you, I'm not you know, an autism expert. My wife is probably much better. Not probably is. My wife is much better at that aspect of itself. Uh, but just being, you know, a physician, I just felt that, you know, being a physician, being a parent, that it was, you know, in my right to, like, at least try to learn as much as possible moving forward. So, you know, so when I see people when I see these physicians out here who will quickly blame, you know, like who are still going on this old adage of stuff that we've been like debunking for almost decades now, but they still kind of bring that up. Uh, you know, it, the only the good factor of it is that, you know, it lets us know that, you know, it's not just people with certain education levels who really think about this. We got people from all walks of life, from all uh, education levels who really believe, uh, you know, that vaccines and autism, there's some relation to it. So um, just as much as they can, you know, believe that, like I said, it's OK to believe uh, but, you know, you can't speak of it as if it's truth. And that's why we're, you know, that's why we're here. That's why we, um, you know, that's why I wrote the post, because I just wanted to make sure that, because, uh, again, I got friends who, again, I got friends who have autistic children. I have autistic children. So once I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, I got to, like, I, I got no choice but to write about this, because this is, um, and I think that, you know, he was family medicine. So, again, this is not a, you know, this isn't like a, you know, a radiologist or some, you know, no, no slide to the radiologist, uh, to my radiologist friends. Um, but, you know, it wasn't like a person who doesn't have, you know, contact with, you know, patient care. This was a person who, you know, he sees kids, he sees adults, and he really still like thinks like vaccines and autism like this. That's still the thing. Um, so, again, uh, don't want to uh, flood your uh, t timelines too long. I know I've been, you know, it looks like it's almost one o'clock now. So I'm about to actually about to head out. Um, but again, if you had not had a chance. Uh, go ahead, check out drpiersblog.com. Go ahead and check out drpiersblog.com slash autism if you want to read um, that recent blog post.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. If you want to find out more about the episode, please go to www.lunchlearnpod.com. That's www.lunchlearnpod.com for the show notes and any links that may have been mentioned in today's episode. If you're interested in joining the Lunch Learn Pod community, head over to either the website lunchlearnpod.com or join us on Facebook and Twitter with the same username, Lunch Learn Pod. And again, you can find uh, all of these links on uh, the website. If you have any questions, any comments, or any requests for uh, topics to you know debut on the show, please let that be known. And don't forget to use uh, the hashtag Lunch Learn Pod when you're listening to the episode. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode, and I'll see you next week.